Awesome. Let's quickly pray. Let's ask God to speak to us this opportunity to prepare ourselves. Come on, Jesus, we come to you now and we thank you that your word is a seed and that you can not only prepare our hearts, but you can also sow your word deep into it. So that's what we want you to do first of all. God, you can take a heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. So if there's anything in our hearts that's hard, I pray, God, you prepare our hearts for your word. And I pray that your word would be planted deep into our hearts. God, we also thank you that you're a God of miracles, that we can come to you this morning and believe that you can bring people direction, bring people breakthrough. You can heal people. And we want to open up our hearts to that. We don't want to come um, double-minded, second-guessing, um, and indifferent in any way. We want to stand firm on the fact that you are a supernatural God. We submit to you now, God. We want to do your will. We resist the devil, and we thank you that he has to flee. We pray your protection on us and our children. We pray that you do all that you can in that space and draw people unto yourself. Holy Spirit, will you knock on the door of people's hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone believed it, said? Awesome, you guys take your seats. So good to have you guys in the house. My name is Andre. You would have seen my wife earlier. Um, and we, of course, always pray for new people. Even if you didn't put your hand up, um, as you walk out the door, you'll see um, a next steps area. It says, uh, um, I love you groups. You will uh, be able to grab your first cappuccino or get a voucher. If you brought somebody who uh, brought a, uh, who is new and they didn't put their hand up, you can actually take them, get that voucher. I recommend you steal the voucher from them. I actually think there's forgiveness for people who steal coffee vouchers from you, church. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because coffee helps you form more in love with Jesus. And anyway, we're getting distracted. Um, and um, just so you guys know, we actually in a holiday club season coming up. So we'll do a holiday club at Maltbus location and Tableview. And then our Camps Bay location, they'll do, uh, they'll drive um, our, our kids from that, uh, from that church through to the holiday club at Tableview. Uh, but that's a three-day event we do on both locations. Uh, so I encourage you, if you've got a primary school child, get them to holiday club. Um, and I think it opens at 7, finishes at, I'm, I'm, I don't exactly remember that, 1 o'clock. So it's from 7 a.m. It already opens for your drop-off. You've to get to work, finish at one over three days. And the reason I'm telling you this is if you want to serve in any way, maybe for an hour at Holiday Club or you want to make food for our volunteers or anything, um, serve in any way, um, in every third chair, I think you'll have a sign up to serve Holiday Club. So anyone can serve in that and you can still be part of seeing the next generation rise up and be equipped. And then at the end, if you have any prayer requests, there's also this card and you can fill it in and we can help you. So um, this is Pentecost Sunday. And in the, so in the church calendar across the world, people are celebrating Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost Sunday um, is, uh, happened 50 days after Easter. And Pentecost literally means 50. It's just 50 days after Easter. And after Jesus rose from the dead, uh, 50 days later, we celebrate that Jesus poured His Spirit out in the upper room. Of course, we see the account in the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is an account of the early church and really an account of the power of God touching His people for them to be empowered. To, they were empowered to be witnesses. And we saw the church birthed in the power of God. 
So we're about to go into four weeks of speaking into the Holy Spirit, understanding who He is, understanding how He empowers you, understanding that He gives you gifts, and understanding that you can be filled with the Spirit. Tonight, I'm gonna be doing an encounter service, and right throughout the month, we're gonna have a special encounter service where we are going to give people opportunity to be prayed for, uh, just set aside some more time for people who want to understand the gift of tongues or are trusting for a miracle or just want to be filled, touched by the power of God. So I encourage you to, to come out. Um, but for me, growing up in a traditional church, I wasn't open to the Holy Spirit. Um, I might have, I can't remember exactly, switched on some Christian television and saw some uh, people who believed in the Holy Spirit and I could have put the Holy Spirit in a box. Maybe you did that. Um, I remember my first time I heard somebody speak in their spiritual language, the gift of tongues. It was actually at a bowls club um, in Dana Fontaine in Malpos Strand. Um, they, the, that church met in the bowls club and the lady, um, I think she had a dookie on her head and she prayed in tongues. I thought she was speaking Hebrew. 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 And as we would say, if you grew up in Tableview, and, and so I, I didn't fully understand it. And then, of course, when I came um, into this house, I realized that there was more. Not only did I have a father who loved me, and that's the role of the father, he loves us. Um, he sent his son to die for us, and we access the grace of God by Jesus Christ. And then Jesus says, it's better if I go so that you can have the Holy Spirit who will always be with you. And we see this intimate relationship with the Spirit of God and the power of God now residing inside of us. So everyone had a role to play, but, but some of us are living in the love of God and the grace of the Son. But we're not living in the power of God. Um, maybe there's a reason you haven't lived in the power of God because maybe you've been disconnected for some man-made reason or you've got a misconception or you've got fears. And what we're gonna do the next month is instead of hearing what man says about the Holy Spirit, actually looking at what the Word of God says about the Holy Spirit. Because that's the healthiest way to find out about God's power and God's Spirit. So in Acts 19, 1 to 2, it says, while Apollos was, in, was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There, um, there he found some disciples and asked him, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Of course, um, Acts is an account of the early church and really the outpouring of God's Spirit and the building of God's church. And then all of a sudden, years later, Acts 19, if you look at the account, it wouldn't have been close to the outpouring of the Spirit. It would have been years later. They still had people that hadn't heard about the Holy Spirit. And there is still people today, over 2,000 years later, who still have not fully understood the power of the Holy Spirit. Can we all agree? Because maybe you're one of them. Maybe you're like me, and you actually did realize that all three had a role. What we see when Jesus came out the grave, He actually breathed on them after His resurrection and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's their first account we see of them being verbally told, receive the Holy Spirit. We also see that um, when God sent them out in twos prior to Him being crucified, they also experienced the power of the Holy Spirit because even demons um, listen to their command. And then, of course, so they, we see right out the Bible the power of God touching people's lives and setting people aside. But at this point, Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit actually came to live on the inside of them. 
We see um, in the Bible that people are saved, are actually baptized into the body of Christ immediately as you receive Jesus as your Savior, you actually become a child of God spiritually. You're spiritually born again into the family of God. Doesn't mean that outside of that you weren't created by God and God didn't make you wonderfully skillfully and God doesn't love you. But outside of that, you and I are just living in our flesh with this God-shaped hole in a way. Once we give our life to Jesus, God then breathes inside of us and we have God's Spirit residing inside of us. And of course, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our leader and our guide. And, and He's almost our in-house pastor. Um, God, um, of course, the Holy Spirit authored the Bible. Of course, we see the different authors were um, empowered and, and, and God, God actually wrote the Bible through them. So we also have the Holy Spirit to author the Bible living inside of us. And when you read the Bible, um, it's an amazing way to read the Bible. Understand that the Holy Spirit wrote the Word and empowers you to understand the Word. But then we see 50 days after Jesus' resurrection that the Holy Spirit came on the disciples. In a simple way, a picture I can give you is when the Jesus' account of breathing into the disciples, He breathed in them. And then in the account in Acts, we see that the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and they received power to be witnesses. A way you can think about it is that the Holy Spirit lives in me for me. He wants to comfort you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. But He then comes on you for others. He actually comes on you in power to be a witness to your world. Yes, the Holy Spirit also empowers you to live a holy life. He does all these things. Now, I'm gonna touch on it next week, but, but the Holy Spirit comes on you and we see the church is birthed. If we look in the Old Testament and you look at the word Holy Spirit, the word Spirit there in its original language is the word Ruach, which means a wind, breath, um, a blast of breath. For us, we know with God, His breath is fresh air. It's a, um, His air in our lungs. We are born again. Genesis 1 verse 2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And then you'll see, and the Spirit of God, you could read it like this, and the Ruach of God was hovering over the earth. Of course, we know that God spoke the world with His breath. He used His breath and He, and he spoke the world into being. And we understand that God's breath is powerful. God's Spirit is powerful. You and I need God's breath in our lungs. In the New Testament, when we see the word Holy Spirit, the word Spirit there in its original language means pneuma. Pneuma is a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. John 6 verse 63 says, The words I've spoken to you are Spirit, are pneuma, and they are life. And so God's Spirit, God's Holy Spirit is life. It's breath and God's Word is life. And that's why I encourage you to open up God's Word and breathe in every day. Breathe His Word in. Um, you need to be giving yourself your best chance to, to have the breath of God in your life. So if we look at the, under, the, the word used for Spirit, Ruach, and uh, in the Old Testament and the word used for Spirit in the New Testament, Numa, both of them have breath in it. Both of them have the meaning of wind. So why not look at the wind that God created that we experience on the earth? Let's face it, God's not trying to trick us. He's not, he doesn't say my Spirit's breath and wind. Then we study uh, the wind and go, and He's going, ah, you got it wrong. But this is what I want you to see about wind. And let's face it, this isn't a bad city to live in and to study wind, okay? We understand it. 
the Southeaster, the Cape Doctor, is living among us. And there are many other winds that come our way. But the first thing I want to point out about the wind is that it's unseen. Can we agree? You can't see it, but you can see the effects of wind. You can't see wind, but you can feel wind. I'll let you know when we see wind and then we look at the fact that God's Word, God's Holy Spirit is, is ruach, is pneuma, it's a breath, it's, it's a wind. We might not always see it, but we can feel it. That's the blessing of having the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to feel His Spirit. Yes, we don't want to live by feelings, but we do want to feel what we're living by. <laughs> we want to live by your Spirit. I do want to feel your Spirit, God. And God wants you to feel His Spirit. The cool thing is I've felt His Spirit on Bloberg Beach. I felt it on Malkbus Beach. I've, I felt it in the city. I felt it in traffic. I felt it at my home. You can feel His Spirit wherever you are. And He's such a good God. And just like you feel that Southeaster somehow in any corner of your yard, even if you built supposedly at the right angle. Anyway, let's not get there. But we want to feel His presence. I think everyone does. John 14, 16 to 17 says, I'll ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because he, it neither sees Him nor knows Him. Sees Him or knows Him. But you know Him. For He lives with you and will be in you. Here's the cool thing. You might say, oh, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit. If you are a child of God and received Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit lives in you. So when He comes and moves and touches, comes past you, you will understand. You, you're not gonna be fooled. You're gonna go, that's God's Spirit. Why? Because you already have Him living inside of you. But people who don't have Him, we get it. They don't see Him or know Him. But you might not, you might not have seen Him move, but you'll know He's moving because He already lives in you. And so God won't trick you. You're blessed. You've already got His Spirit. And so we can know Him and experience His touch. The other thing about wind, it's unpredictable. I don't know if any guys out there have ever had the mission of trying to get the Southeaster out of your backyard. I have felt that call many years. Anyone try to build a hedge, try to build an angle, you know, and, and all of a sudden then there's a gust of wind coming from other, some other direction. It's totally unpredictable. You know, Leanne's dad, he's got a U-shaped yard and he should never have the Southeaster. But I do point out that I think he has more wind in his yard than mine. And I make it, you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to like, you know, I mean, just. But, but I must admit that I've tried to create that wind-free zone. But we live in a city where the wind blows in many directions. I wanna encourage you with this, that the wind is unpredictable. It can come from any angle. And so it is with God. You might find the economy comes and rocks you this way, God will blow you another way out of that. You might find the war comes in one way, God's Spirit will just blow you out of it another way. God's wind is unpredictable. Man cannot block God's wind. Man can say, this is what's gonna crush you. God will say, well, I'll come in another way and lift you up. God's wind's unpredictable. No matter what the season, you can have the Spirit of God blowing fresh air into your life. See, you and I are like sailboats. You and I were designed to make the most of the wind of God. See, but, but you know what we become without God is we become sailboats that we just buy the next thing. We buy a new motor. Next, you know, we go off the grid, even on our sailboat. We've got solar panels so the motor can go. We, go, we can travel through windless seasons. Why would you want to live through a windless season when God's Spirit is always moving across the earth and you were made for the wind of God? 
You actually made to have a sail that you go up and wherever the wind blows, you go wherever God is blowing me, that's the best way to go. If His wind's blowing me in that direction, I'm happy with it. It seems unpredictable, but God is not a man that He'd lie. He's faithful to His promise. He's not trying to trick me, and He will get me to where He wants to go. I encourage you, it might be unpredictable, but it is the greatest blessing. John 3 verse 18, Jesus answered, the wind, the pneuma, the word pneuma is used there, blows wherever it pleases, you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. You know, people have tried to put me in a box, tell me, you know, your future looks like this. I say, not in God. <laughs> and you know, this is gonna happen to you, not in God. In God, we can go from glory to glory. The road of the wise is on an incline in God. You know, you might think I'm going down, but I'm just getting some speed because I'm going to another level. You can say these things, but in God, you know what I'm saying? You might not even understand where I'm going, but I'll tell you what, it's gonna be hopefully in God's will and I'll be blessed there. The safest place for me to be in this life is in God's will. The other thing about wind, it's powerful. Come on, we have so much because of the wind. We have the king of the air. <laughs> they happen, it happens on our beachfront. People go higher than they've ever been in the sky. We've actually got two guys in our Malpas location, a father and son. They've both been number one on the world leaderboard on, on jumps. And I'm going, I've done it once. I did kite surfing once. Um, I came out my harness. It was the beginning of kite surfing. Like when it, and I got thrown like a rag doll all the way from Sunset Beach to Blowbeck. Anyway. I, I like was the advert for how not to kiteboard. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, and this is what you don't do. Like all the foreigners, like, yes, that guy. Anyway, but <laughs> I did quit straight after that. Um, I didn't <laughs> torture myself. But, but Acts 1 verse 8 says, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Of course, this is the account from the, the book of Acts, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is powerful. It's the X factor that you need. It says that God can do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can hope, dream, or imagine according to His power, His Spirit working within you. I don't know if you need a bit more power of God in the area of your marriage. Maybe you need a bit more of God's power even the way you do business, the way you think about your finance, the way you are entrepreneurial. You just need a bit more power. You need another God idea. You need to have an intuition that's more than man's intuition. You need a heavenly intuition about what the next step is in business. Maybe you need an intuition about your children. You, you feel stuck and, and you go, God, I can see they're struggling, but I know you've got a great plan for them. You, you already made them in um, wonderfully and skillfully. You didn't make them just to, to fail. You made them to flourish. I know, God, by your spirit, you're gonna speak to me. And you're gonna give me a power even in this season. I think we all need it. Why would we ever settle for what we could do in our own strength when we can make our life available for what we can do in God's strength? Really, the difference is what you can do and what God can do. You can do this, well, imagine what God can do. I mean, I said it to you guys, like a, a soccer ball at my feet, average, a soccer ball at anyone in the Liverpool team's feet, incredible. A rugby. Now I'm preaching. I just, amen. Come on. A rugby ball in my hand. 
rugby ball in the 2019 uh, Springboks hands in that final. Just incredible. Rugby ball in chairs and Colby's hands. That's try time. Loaves and fish in my hands. My lunch. Jesus' hands. 5,000 people for Is your life just in your hands? Is your business just in your hands? Is your marriage just in your hands? Is your kids just in your hands? I want to encourage you to put it in God's hands. You know, I think if, if what the Bible says is true, the Holy Spirit comes on you to receive power, I'm all in. <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> I'll have some. You know, this year, I've always had this number, it's crazy. Um, the number four is my favorite number. And I, I know it can sound a bit, listen, I, I, I was the open, I don't actually even told that the service, but I've always had this thought that something supernatural will happen in my life at 44. And I turned 44 this year. My wife's born on the 4th of the 4th. My dad's born in 1944. Something about four, I don't know why. I mean, you guys, this is a bit freaky, it's weird. But this year, every morning I wake up, say this is the year. Four times greater favor, anointing for me, Leanne, for my girls, for this church. Four times greater breakthrough. I believe for it. I pray it every day. You might say, Andre, well, what if it didn't happen? Listen here, when you pray that for a whole year, even if I was wrong, that's a powerful prayer. <laughs> God will hear my prayers. Come on, He's faithful. So I don't know what you need to start to activate your life to start praying for more. But I'm using 44. Anyway, like, you know. But if God's saying you can have power, I'm all in. Charles Finney, a 19th century attorney, had a Christian life, but that was knowledge-based. He actually says it was lifeless. I knew about God, I came to church. And he said he actually experienced the power of God. And he writes about it, he says, it seemed like it came in liquid waves of love. It seemed like the very breath of God. I don't know if you need God to come into your life and breathe into your marriage, your personal life, your business life, your Christian life, to receive His power, the X factor. The wind in Cape Town, on a hot day, it's refreshing. Maybe you got a, a, a bit of, you're sweating, the sweat in your brow, and all of a sudden that, that wind in Cape Town blows, and you go, awesome, I needed that. God's Spirit's refreshing. Even in your hardest seasons, that wind can get into any gap and refresh you. Even in traffic, it can refresh you. Even in that tense situation, it can refresh you. Even when you seem to have no money left, He can still refresh you. He can lift your head to where your help comes from. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. So even in your hardest times, you, you know, people go, oh, what's, look where you are now. I had a guy in our church who faithfully tithed, tithed for years. I've known him since for about, I reckon about 16 years. 
served, well, actually over about 18 years. He served, he served, he served. And then um, he went through a really hard time. And he carried on serving. He was at our prayer meetings. And his one child said to him, Dad, like you're so good and you honor God. And look, what you're going through such a hard time. And he was like, you'll see. Not in an ugly way, just like, no, no, you'll see. That next year, God just opened up a window of heaven in his life. Went through his worst season and then his best straight after that. And I reckon nobody would have been able to see or conceive what God had in store for him. But it says God has revealed it to us by his spirit. And you know what? He had that sense in his spirit of breakthrough. Other people might not be able to know that your life is on the verge of breakthrough, but you've got a sense in God's spirit. You've got a sense of breakthrough in your marriage. You've got a sense of destiny for your child. You've got a sense of where you're going when your business is going to end good. You and I need that. You know, even me being here, the biggest reason I don't want to walk away is because I have this sense in my spirit of more. I always think, even if it keeps me my whole life, I always think there's something around the corner in God. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. You've almost made it to the top. It's by God's grace He gives me that sense. It's in His Spirit. I encourage you to keep on. Can I have the worship team up? So I encourage you to take a deep breath. Because God wants to breathe inside of you afresh. He does. Ephesians 4 verse 30 says, don't grieve God, don't break His heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Quickly, how do we not take this gift for granted? Number one, let go of fears and misconceptions. Maybe you've always connected with the Holy Spirit based on what you've heard from man, seen on television, but not based on the truth of God's Word. Encourage you even over those next four weeks to go, I'm going to find out about the Holy Spirit according to God's Word. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Number two, Go all in. I encourage you in all your relationships with God, go all in. You know, there's, in Ezekiel, there's this, this picture of the, the Spirit of God flowing out the temple. And as you go further, it says it was ankle deep, then knee deep, then waist deep, and then of course where you can't stand. And we know when it's ankle deep, we're still in control. When it's knee deep, we're still in control. When it's waist deep, but when we go all in, wherever that river's flowing, we're going. <laughs> like I said, where God's going is the best place. So you're gonna have to go all in. I encourage you, you're never gonna get all of what God has for you going in halfway. And even with church, I encourage you to, even with your relationship with God, be get into the house. If this is not the house for you, find a house. I promise you, I'm not obsessed with this being the only house. This morning I was praying for a move of God. 
I felt God say, ask me to move in the whole community, not in your church only, okay? In Tailview, Malpas, wherever we have churches, we can't be obsessed with our church. We need to be obsessed with seeing God's church built in this country. So if this isn't church for you, please go find a church, but go to one. You know, once I got saved, and I just went through beer seven days a week. My parents were like, you're never home. I'm like, I've got a new family. No, Jay, like, yeah. <laughs> then you go back for food. Anyway. Um, and then Jesus says, um, my food is to do the will of my father. Anyway, like, you know, then, 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 anyway. <laughs> they, if they're clever, they throw that verse at me. Yeah. They are watching now, so I'm changing them. Jeremiah 29 verse 13, if you seek me and find, um, if you seek me and find me, sorry, you'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Joyce Meyer said, like many Christians, I had enough of Jesus to stay out of hell, but not enough to walk in victory. He was my Savior, but not my Lord. And stand, when, when you're all in, then wherever He goes, you go. Wherever His Spirit leads you, you go. The crazy thing is when you're in deep waters, you can carry things you could never carry by yourself because everything in the shallows is heavy, but in the deep, it's light. That's why he says, my yoke's easy, my burden's light. You have to go all in to experience that. Three, grow your relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is such an important point. It's my last point. But I need you to understand there are three roles. God has a role, Jesus has a role, and the Holy Spirit has a role in your life. And 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 shows us that. It says here, the amazing grace of the Master. Okay, the amazing grace. Jesus died on the cross, paid the price for our sins. We didn't deserve it. The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God, our Father. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, Jesus, to show us the extravagant love. We see it in Jesus, God's extravagant love. And then lastly, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. That's the role. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. It's actually an intimate, but we've made it a distant relationship. The Holy Spirit has been the one person in the Trinity we've probably neglected the most. We have. But this scripture says the intimate friendship, morning Holy Spirit, thank you that you live inside of me. Thank you that I go to work with you. Wherever you go, you're with me. Jesus said, it's better if I go. They go, Jesus, doesn't it want to be better if you stay? No, 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 if I stay, you will see me and you can copy me and I can heal you and you can have a form of godliness. But once I leave you, I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit and He'll come inside of you. The only way to get rid of Him is to deny, deny Him. You know what I mean? Like, so, so you either take Him or you don't. But I'm gonna leave because He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to acknowledge Him. You need to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You've got two thirds of what God's trying to give to you. You've got the Father, you've got the Son, but have you got the Holy Spirit? Yes, once you say the Spirit lives in you, but are you acknowledging Him? Are you actually being filled? Leanne and I, of course, we had our daughter's birthday yesterday. Well, it's her birthday on Saturday. She's having a double birthday. Crazy. Leanne decided to break a world record by blowing up balloons. I had to, you know, there are three packets of balloons that we didn't blow up. I actually had to just pray and intercede and take the right time and say, babe, this is enough. 
she was like, no, we serve the God of more than enough. And anyway, we got all spiritual, joking. I got a next level headache blowing those balloons up. But this morning I woke up and some of the balloons were left over and they deflated. I reckon if I carefully took them apart and blew air back into them, they would expand to where their potential is as balloons. Agree? That's why it says continuously filled with the Spirit. It's actually everyday intimate relationship because you and I are supposed to enlarge our territory, widen our tent back. So the only way we expand like that is in the Spirit of God. And you need to take on the Spirit of God every day. Let Him blow wind into your cells. Don't become deflated, weak, um, um, and living in this dull place when you can have the breath of God every morning in your life, in traffic, filling you up, breathing life into you, changing your life encourage you to open your life up to the Holy Spirit. Do you want to stand quickly? So just quickly in this building, I want to remind you, God loves you. How did He prove it? He sent His one and only Son to die for you. Then it says, whoever believes will receive eternal life. It doesn't say whoever stops sinning. And I'm not trying to um, speak about abuse of the grace of God, but I do need you to see on the front end, our only victory over sin is believing that Jesus died for us and receiving His forgiveness. From there, we can walk in freedom. But it starts with believing that Jesus is the Son of God. And right now, maybe you have walked away from God and you need to again acknowledge that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He paid the price for your sin and you're gonna receive His forgiveness. Uh, the Bible says if we confess that He's the Son and believe in our heart, we'll be saved. And just quickly, if that's you, with, can we turn the house lights on slightly with every eye closed? I'm gonna count to three and I wanna lead you in a confession. The Bible says we confess and believe in our heart will be saved. I wanna quickly, first of all, lead you in that confession. So if that's you, with every eye closed, I'm just gonna ask you to pop your hand up boldly. Be bold as you receive Christ. One, two, three. That's you, you need a, awesome, God bless you. Anyone else? Just say, I need to receive, awesome, God bless you. Anyone else? Just in this place, awesome, God bless you. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up quickly. Awesome, God bless you. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Let's quickly pray together as a church family. Jesus, I confess that You are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised You from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, everyone who's received Jesus as their Savior, you've been baptized into the body of Christ. You've received the Holy Spirit immediately. He lives inside of you. But the second encounter was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came on you. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I wanna lead you in a prayer. I also wanna remind you, Luke 11 verse 13 says, if you then, speaking to parents, earthly parents, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit, um, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? He'll give it if you ask. If that's you, if you just you wherever you are right now, you and you want to be filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, just stand surrendered. I would like to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, just and then just repeat after me. 
Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. Will you break every chain and stronghold that has been formed in my life? I curse the plans of the enemy, Satan. And in Jesus' name, I receive my freedom. Loose those chains. If there's anything in my life that is not of you, will you remove that now? I want to make space for you to fill me with your Spirit. Please baptize me from the tips of my toes to the top of my head in your Holy Spirit. Do it now, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want to stand surrendered? Karen, stand, just receive it. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your Spirit. Pour it out. I pray this week, every day as we wake up, You'd fill us with your spirit. You'd breathe your life into us. Give us a sense of the breakthrough that no eye has seen and no ears heard. Refresh us. Empower us. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Do you guys want to quickly take your seats? I remind you guys that you can do that every morning. It's okay you do that. I want to encourage you guys, oops. Thanks, man. I encourage you guys, if you're going to serve in Holiday Club, tick this off. If you have a prayer request in the seat cover in front of you, where these forms are, fill out your prayer request. You don't have to write your name down, but let us pray with you. Pray over this as a staff at a prayer team, but fill out these cards. If you'd like more information, or if you gave your life to Jesus, please tick this off. We'd love to tell you more about following Jesus. Um, it's your next step. So I encourage you, to, uh, that's gonna teach you how to follow Jesus. So fill that out. This Tuesday night, Growth Track, I'll be there, six city in this building. It's your next step. We'd love to meet you and tell you more about the life of the church, discover your gifts. I encourage you guys to join us tonight. I'm gonna do, be doing an encounter service. I'm gonna help people understand the gift of tongues, how to be filled with the Spirit. We'll set aside some more time for people to come to the front if they need prayer. It's gonna be an encounter service, more worship. If you wanna come out tonight, we'd love to see you. Remember, you can throw your prayer cards, anything you fill in in the buckets as you walk out. God bless you guys.